Today I'm going to teach you basic energy healing 101. Energy healing is its own life subject. You could basically donate your entire life to studying just this one thing. In the future I plan on creating my own energy healing modality which people can certify through. But for today I'm going to teach you about just the basics of doing a standard energy healing session. Helping me today is my lovely friend Kirsty Levitt. People often mistake her as my twin. <laughs> So she's going to be with us today. So everyone say hi. Hello. So why does energy healing work? You live in a vibrational universe. The basis of every physical thing that you see is in fact energy. So you could think of this energetic reality, the quantum field, as the blueprint of physical reality. So anytime you are focused on changing some aspect of this quantum field, you change the physical field because the physical reality must follow suit. The reason that energy healing works then is that when you are introducing your own vibration, which a vibration could be a thought you're thinking, any kind of intention, when you introduce that vibration, you are causing the other person or whatever else you're doing energy on to entrain and resonate with the vibration which you are introducing. The law of this universe is the law of attraction, meaning that the only vibrations which can share space are vibrations which match. And so most commonly, it is the dominant vibration which becomes the vibration which all else matches. So if you are able to maintain a dominant vibration, the person's body or the water or the food, whatever it is that you are introducing that energy to, must come up to match that higher frequency. It must entrain with that frequency and thus the body can no longer be a match to those negative physical conditions which they were experiencing. There are so many energy healing modalities and like every other profession, not everyone can agree. But the one thing everyone does agree on is that wherever the mind goes, energy flows. The most important part of energy is your mind. As you can imagine, knowing this first principle of energy work, it is incredibly important for you to be deliberate about your focus. You can't walk into the room with somebody who's having an ailment and focus on the ailment and be a match to the solution for that person. You have to hold as a picture in your mind the improved state or the process of improvement. The person's body, their energetic field, is going to match that idea which you are now focused on. So, instead of walking in the room with someone with a broken bone and putting focus on the brokenness of that bone, you want to walk in there and focus your mind on anything that is a positive vibrational state, such as the healed bone, a completely healed and healthy bone, or white light potentially. And you can focus on anything like that that will help the person resonate with that improved state. You can also focus on a process like pulling negative energy out of that bone and then suturing the bone back up. Most important thing is that you're focused on whatever you want the end result to be. You're not focusing on the problem as it currently stands. 
All people are capable of energy work. It is true that some are born with this innate talent and the innate drive and intention to be doing healing work, but there is not one person walking this planet that cannot help to heal another person. So let's talk about why we would want to traditionally use our hands in an energy healing session. Knowing that the number one most important thing involving energy work is where the mind is going. It's because naturally the energy flows through your body in a specific pattern and the major output for that energy flow is in your hands. It's a point that the Chinese call the Lao Gong point. It's right here in the center of your hand. So if you take this middle finger and you put it down towards the center of your hand, that output is going to be right where that finger hits, basically, in the center of your palm. Naturally, when you are around somebody who needs energy healing, somebody who would benefit by your energy, your energy will start flowing, which is why commonly people who are healers or who are attuned to their own frequency and energy will start to notice their hands getting hot whenever they're around somebody who's sick or somebody who's feeling emotionally negative. It's because that person's energy is now calling forth the energy from the person who has just walked in the room. Anytime you're around somebody who has a need for energy, that energy will start to speed through the channels and be sucked for lack of a better word, out of this point in your hand. And that speed with which that energy starts leaving creates a friction, which is why you feel that intense heat that we so often associate with energy work. The next thing to understand about energy work is that it's not really us that is healing the other person. All we are doing is introducing a resonance which is more beneficial to them. We are acting as a catalyst. We are providing an offering which is a frequency and it's the person's choice to match that frequency. If you are introducing a dominant frequency, chances are they are going to accept and adopt that frequency and thus match it. That is why healing actually occurs. Breathing amplifies life force and thus it amplifies energy. That's why anytime you're doing an energy healing session, you want to be attuned to your breathing. You can amplify energy by breathing and you can bring energy in while you are breathing. That means that if you're feeling like you're being depleted at any point during the session, all you need to do is focus on bringing in energy while you're breathing and pushing energy out while you're breathing out. Breath is a totally invaluable tool when it comes to energy healing. Every one of you is going to be tuning into energy in a different way. So when you're doing an energy work session, you want to pay attention to the mental images you're receiving or being inspired to hold on to those images which it seems most intuitively would help the person that you're working on. You want to be attuned to the sensations in your body. Quite often when you're doing energy work on other people, there's a transference, meaning that they may not be registering what's going on, but your own body will register what's going on. So you'll start to register the pain that they're feeling, and you'll start to feel it when the energy moves. You may even experience releases of that energy through your own body. You also want to be tuned into the emotions that you're feeling because some people are much more emotionally intuitive, meaning that it is through your emotional heart centers that you will be registering what is going on with the per person you're working on and where that inspires you to go with them. Another thing is you want to tune into what they call spiritual intuition, which is just knowing. So you may just know that this color energy is supposed to go into this area of a person's body. You want to go with that. So not only being super, super perceptive as to what your body is perceiving from the person, but also where your intuition wants you to go with this. 
And so rather than be afraid of doing harm to somebody, I want you to just realize that you can let your intuition inspire you towards doing whatever it is that your intuition is telling you needs to happen with the person. So it's not like there is a right or wrong way to energy heal. There's not really a better or worse way to energy heal because energy healing is going to manifest itself in this practitioner differently than it does in this practitioner. You want to use whatever modality you have the most intention invested in, whatever is the most believable modality for you. Because the more believable it is to you, the stronger your mind is about that concept, the higher vibration you're holding. In my personal opinion, it's always best to start an energy healing session and end an energy healing session by washing your hands. Water is an incredible purifier of energies. It easily neutralizes energies that are attaching to your hands anything that you've brought to the energy session. So washing your hands specifically in cold water is a good way to start this whole process. So another great way to start an energy healing is by bringing energy in through your own body. We call this running energy. So you want to close your eyes and you want to visualize that there's a cord that is going from the top of your head all the way down your spine, down through your root chakra to the center of the earth. And you can imagine it hooking into the center of the earth. And from there you want to pull the energy in a spiral motion. So you're visualizing this energy spiraling up through your legs, through the core of your body, up past your head, as many feet as you'd like to take it. I usually take it about three feet past my head and then spiraling back down out through your hands. You can do this process, visualize this process for as long as it takes you to start to feel the energy accumulating in your hands. So you want to feel that heat or tingling, any kind of sensation which would indicate that that energy is actually flowing through your hands. If you want, you can use the breath to help amplify this whole technique which I've just taught you called running energy. Ideally, you will be able to run this energy the entire time you're doing an energy healing session. In the beginning it'll be difficult, meaning that you'll have to come back to it. So while you're in the middle of healing, you want to come back to doing that process quickly and then go back to energy healing. Then what you want to do with the person that you are energy healing is you want to balance them out. So the best way to do this is to start by facing like this. You want them standing away from you and you want to basically put your hands on both of their shoulders and closing your eyes you want to visualize as if the two hemispheres of their body are trying to find balance. Some of you may have seen those um, contraptions in the store where it's a, a decoration, has a division and on the two sides are sand and you're visualizing tipping the sand back and forth until you're finding equality or you can visualize this with energy so you want to basically imagine the energy going back and forth between the two hemispheres of their body until you get it to a point where there's an even keel, so a perfect balance between the two hemispheres. Then you want to take your two thumbs and you want to take them underneath the occipital bones, which are these two bony points right at the base of the skull. And you want to focus on balancing those so that they're even. It will impress you how quickly the energy in the body will balance. And not only the energy, but the actual physical structure will balance. Sometimes with people it takes some focus, other times it takes none. Literally getting your hands this close will cause them to immediately go into balance. 
Then, after you have done the occipital bones, you want to come down to the shoulders and do the exact same thing. So place your hands like this on the shoulders, and you want to find that same point of balance in the shoulders. Once you've done that, you want to come down and kneel at the base of a person and put your hands like this on the ridges of their hip bones. And if you look really closely, you'll be able to notice that quite often they're off kilter. When the body energy is not balanced, you'll see one hip that's higher than the other usually. So putting your hand there, you want to focus on that same balancing that you did in the occipital bones and on the shoulders. It's quite common for people to get off balance when you're doing this because you are changing the entire dynamic of how their body is structured. After you've done that, you can come down and do the same thing with the knees. Once you've performed that, it's now time to do an energy sweep on the person that you're running energy on. This is a lot like that technique of running energy that you did with yourself. You want to visualize either the energy running in a straight line more like a stream or in spirals if that works better for you. So you come from the back first. You start by collecting the earth energy and you want to pull it up through their body, up past their head, and then down their head through their arms. You want to do the exact same thing on the front. Before we move on to the next part, I want to mention that there is another way to run energy which works just as well for some people. That is that you're pulling in energy from the earth up to about your Dantian area or here to your solar plexus area. Simultaneously, you're drawing an energy, universal energy, from your head and you're causing that energy to meet here. That meeting of energies, universal energy and earth energy, is going to cause a type of a reaction. And you're going to push that energy of the collection of those two energies out through your hands. That's one way that can really work for people when they're running energy through their hands. And one way is not better than another way. It's just some things work for some people and other things work better for other people. In China, this is the main modality that people use to do energy work because they're all about the concept of yin-yang, which is polar energies meeting. In fact, many of the practitioners there have developed this type of an ability to such a degree that when they pull these two polar energies together at their Dantian area, they're able to actually physically shock people with their energy. Then what you want to do is one by one go through all of the chakras down the body and you want to hold your hands over that chakra and allow the person's body to pull your energy in. You're allowing the body to use whatever energy it pulls from you in whatever way it wants to. So we'll start here at the crown chakra, which is right at the crown of the head. So holding your two hands there, you can move your feet till they're about shoulder width apart, which means that the energy will be flowing through your body in the easiest way. There's not going to be any restriction there. You also want the person's hands to be straight at their side because you want the energy to be moving in a free and unrestricted manner through their body. So holding your hands here at the crown chakra, 
you just focus on whatever you want to focus on, whether it's a healthy state of the brain or whether it's a particular color of light energy that you are holding here. A lot of people like to use the color of the actual chakras. So when we're working with the crown chakra, we're working with the color violet. So you want to visualize whatever you want to visualize here, whatever works for you, and just let the person utilize this energy. When the person is done soaking up the energies through this particular chakra, you'll start to feel a kind of a resistance, or else emotionally you'll get a feeling of completion. That's your indication that it's time to move on to the next chakra. The next chakra you want to work on is the third eye chakra, which is the sixth chakra. It's located right in the center of the forehead above the eyebrows. So yet again, you're putting your hands here and you are visualizing whatever it is that comes to you to visualize. And you're allowing the person's energy to suck your energy in and use it however the person wants to use it. The chakras are all associated with organ systems. And so if a person has a deficiency in the particular organ system that's associated with this chakra, it's most likely that they're going to utilize a lot more energy in this one versus another one. So some of these times when you're putting energy into a chakra, you'll stay there for only three minutes and it will be done, or even one minute it will be done. Others you can be at for half an hour, 45 minutes, even an hour sometimes. The next chakra you want to work on is the throat chakra. It's right at the base of the throat where the collarbones meet. There's an indentation. Again, this is the abridged version. If I was doing an actual healing session on Kirsty here, instead of using her as a demonstration, I would be spending much more time on each chakra. The next chakra you want to work on is the heart chakra. It is on the chest above the breast The next chakra that you're going to work on is the solar plexus chakra. If you trace the ribs, the solar plexus is right below the apex of where those ribs meet, so it's below the sternum above the belly button. The next chakra is the sacral chakra. This is the one that's associated with sexuality. It is above the pubic bone and below the belly button. If you wish, when you're doing this, you don't need to leave your hands in one space on top of the body. You can move your hands in a circular motion. Clockwise is best. Depending on who you're healing, you could either, when you're doing this process also, have your hands above the chakra or you can place them directly against the skin. It depends whether you want to do hands-on or hands-off healing. The next chakra you're going to work on is your root chakra. The root chakra is actually located around your perineum area, so obviously you're not going to get in there when you're doing an energy session. So instead what you want to do is hold your hands right above the base of their pubic bone, like this. And you want to visualize that energy being sucked in between their legs and up through their body. Another good way to work on this is to come down more, and you can hold your hands like this. Traditionally, those are the seven major chakras that people associate with the human body. 
In reality, there are many more chakras, some that extend past the head, some that come into the arms and the legs and the bottom of the feet. It's just when you're talking about basic chakras, and this is Energy Healing 101, those are the main chakras that you're going to work with. Again, if you want to use color associated with your mental process of this particular energy healing modality, which I've just shown you, then I'm going to go over the color which is associated with each one of these chakras so that you can use it in tandem with that chakra to the best of your ability. The crown chakra is associated with an intense violet color, that's purple. This third eye chakra is indigo, that's a blue-purple color. The throat chakra is blue. The heart chakra is associated with green. The solar plexus chakra is used with yellow. The sacral chakra is orange, and the root chakra is red. It's okay for you to use any color relative to any of the chakras, contrary to popular belief, but most often these chakras respond the best to the energy color of the energy which they are associated with and it's perfectly fine for you to use any hue within that range so when we're working with the throat chakra say you can use a dark blue a light blue whatever type of blue you want to use you're not restricted with energy work as much as you would think once you have done that process in the body you can ask the person if there's a specific location maybe you knew it before they even showed up for the appointment you can ask them if there's a specific area which they want you to focus on, a point which they're feeling pain or experiencing some negative symptom. After you've done your work with the chakras, you can focus on any specific problem which the person has come to you with. So let's say that Kirsty here had come to me with pain in her elbow. I could address this in multiple ways. The first way is by sandwiching the problem in a field of energy. I could focus specifically on a type of light or something which I would like to diffuse this area with to cause it to resonate with the frequency of something like a golden or a white light. Or I could visualize what I want that area to look like. What you want to do when you're working with any kind of pain is to chase the pain. It's natural that when you take your energy to a specific area like this, that the energy is going to move up or down the meridians usually down. And so if I'm working on this particular area, it's quite common for the pain suddenly to shift down the arm more towards the fingertips or towards the wrist. What you want to do anytime the pain moves is to chase the pain. So you want to then move your arms down. Let's say if the pain shifted to a wrist, you want to move that location, move to that location. You could also focus on sweeping the energy. So imagining that that energy that you are now putting in is going through her arm. I could sweep the energy down out her arm. You will intuitively know where the meridians are in the body. You don't need to learn that from me. So when you're working on something like the shoulder, you might intuitively just feel like the energy should move down the arm. Trust that intuition. Another way you can go about addressing pain is by localized energy work. So you could utilize two fingers, one finger, or three fingers.
You always want to keep an open dialogue with the person that you're working on. It's more difficult when you're using animals. That takes more of your own intuition to know what it is that's going on with them. But with people, you can have an open dialogue so that your patient or whoever you're working on can tell you what they're feeling in their body, whether the energy is changing, whether the pain has moved. It's going to help you know where to go next. If at any time during your energy session you start feeling a staticky sensation on any part of your body, especially your hands, that's the indication that you're starting to adopt the vibration which they are offering. That is not a positive sensation. And so you want to either run energy, specifically visualizing running it out your hands, kind of like water flushing through that energy which is coagulated, or you want to go and wash your hands in cold water again and come back to the energy healing session. You can, if you wish, visualize pulling all of the negative energy out of the body before you begin doing any of this process, which I've just taught you, of filling the body up with a positive high vibrational energy. That works for some people. Or you could visualize on introducing that high vibrational energy and the fact that that will inevitably flush the negative energy out of the meridians. As far as basic healing is concerned, there are three mental techniques involving color which seem to work the best. The first is to visualize a white or a gold energy. You can put whatever area of body needs focus in a field of that energy and understand that the body is going to entrain with that frequency and not be a match to the negative symptom anymore. The next super beneficial healing technique is called the violet flame. What you visualize is a very violet color of fire and you can visualize pulling it in through the body or to in a localized area. And you can visualize that fire burning up any negative energy that might be there. So that all it leaves behind is the improved and high vibrational state. The third super beneficial color use is a blue-green light. A calming and repairing light. You can visualize this blue-green energy in any area that you're working on, repairing and pulling things together and leaving whatever physical condition you're working on or emotional condition you're working on in its highest state. It is very rare that you will see any condition that does not react to either the white-gold light, the violet flame, or that blue-green light. Those three color techniques, when it comes to energy healing, are the most universal meaning that you can use those on any problem that you're running up against and see a benefit as a result of it. The most universal energy that you can possibly use when it comes to energy healing is love. So the best way that you can go about any type of energy healing is to focus your love into whatever area has a problem and into the being that you're working on specifically. Fill them up with love. Love energy is universal. It is the highest vibrational state. Once your energy healing session has come to a feeling of completion for that day, you want to focus on running energy through you again. So that same process of hooking the cord into the center of the earth, pulling the energy up through your body and out your hands. You want to do that a few times with the breath to make sure that you've flushed any energy that is not yours that you've accumulated or resonated with during this vibrational session so that you can go about your day in a heightened state of energy, which is it's quite common for people who are doing energy work in the beginning to utilize too much of their own energy and to f focus in a way which depletes their energy. And so running energy after the healing session for yourself as the healer alone is going to help you to not feel depleted.
It's also important for you to wash your hands after the session, like I said before. Not only because water is the purifier and it neutralizes energies, but also it will help your mind disconnect from the energy session. It's also important not to attach to the outcome of an energy healing session. Anytime you're attached to the outcome, you've introduced resistance. Resistance to the idea that something may not happen, resistance to the concept of you not being good enough as a healer. Anytime you've attached to the outcome, you're introducing resistance. So in any way you can, release resistance to the outcome of the session. Also, you want to set the intention that whatever energy work you've done is going to continue to work even after the session ends. So days, weeks, months, however long you want to set the intention. Just so that you can know that when the person leaves your presence, the energy itself is doing the work still, without your focus. Don't forget also that you can ask for help from higher powers or from spirit guides or any other type of universal energy while you're in the middle of a session. Sometimes you may meet with a problem which feels a bit out of your range of comfort. When you run into that, it's a very good time to ask for universal energy or whatever higher power you associate with to come and assist the session. And I promise you that it will. So that's the basic 101 way to do just your basic energy healing session. I want to reiterate here before you go try it yourself that imagination is not trivial. Imagination is how all of this occurs. Everything that occurs in the mind must occur on the physical level. And the stronger that your focus is upon those things that your imagination is inspiring you towards creating, the stronger the energy healing session will be. The most important part of energy healing is that you trust your intuition. You really do know what to do with somebody who comes to you for help. If you listen to your intuition, you will know exactly what to do and what to focus on in order to help that person reach their optimal state. It doesn't matter what I say or what anybody else says. If you feel a positive inspiration, that is your indication that it's time to act on it. So go ahead and try this energy healing for yourself. I'll be answering any questions that you come up with relative to energy healing in the future. Have a good week.